stay hungry, stay foolish. We all know by now, innovation is essential for corporate survival. Many leaders know that. They know creativity and innovation is vital for their survival. But now that they know that, they're looking for shortcuts. And when they are told about the investment of both time and energy and money that's needed for true transformation success, oftentimes they balk at that investment. Our guest today is vastly experienced and he has identified the top 10 innovation shortcuts that he sees from leaders all over the world. He is a consultant with the Strategizer crew. He is author of The Corporate Startup here behind me with Esther Gons and Dan Toma. And he is the author of Pirates in the Navy. He is friend of the show, Tendai Viki. Welcome back. Thank you, Aiden. It's, uh, it's awesome to be back to, ha- to have this fun conversation. Great to have you back, man. I love your blogs. And as always, you keep them concise. So I thought this was great for this Innovation Bites series that we have. And the whole idea I was telling you of Innovation Bites is like people are like going, oh, Aiden, it's great. You do the deep dives on the books every week. But man, I don't have the time. And I was like, going, well, that's the problem we see in corporates all the time. Everybody wants the shortcut. But today, we're going to give you the shortcut with the top 10 innovation shortcuts that leaders must avoid. And this is an article written by Tendai. Tendai, take it away. It's very meta. The shortcut bites on shortcuts. Yeah, so leaders want to be successful with innovation, but they don't realize how much it takes, right? Like what needs to happen, what they need to put in place. So they will often say, and this is the first short, shortcut that they take, they just go, yeah, go go work on some cool stuff. They don't give people any strategic guidance. That's shortcut number one. They don't want to spend any time thinking about how they want to strategically use innovation, right? Where's the world going? Uh, what are the disruptors that are coming from the horizon to their business model? And how is the company going to use innovation to respond, which in turn should inform what kinds of innovation projects the company invests in? Instead, the shortcut is, here are some resources set up an innovation lab and tell us if you work on some cool stuff. And the problem with that shortcut is when the teams do succeed, they often find that there's nobody on the other side willing to take up the stuff they've done because it doesn't fit strategically. And so actually this shortcut turns out to be a waste of resource and something that leaders should avoid. And then the second shortcut that they try and take is they try and get innovation done without being involved. So the CEO doesn't give it any time they'll spend less than 10% of their time on innovation when we think they should be spending more than like 20 to 40%. Because actually what happens is what the CEO does is a signal to the organization about what is important. So where the leadership spends their time is where everybody else is going to congregate. And so if leadership is not spending their time around innovation, then it really truly, truly becomes a, truly becomes a a sideshow. So that's the second shortcut they're trying to take. And then the third shortcut is they don't want to invest on a funnel of ideas. They just go, no, just bring me a 10x idea. We'll invest in these two ideas. We'll give it all our resource and time, and we're going to succeed. But we know that the best way to find good ideas is to have loads of ideas. And so you want to be making multiple small bets that increase over time, but only on those ideas that are showing traction. So what that means is you have to spend time finding ideas and calling for ideas and putting those ideas in the funnel and investing in coaching and tools and and then making investment decisions through an evaluation of the evidence that the team is bringing. Like that's a lot of time that you have to invest. You cannot shortcut that from a resource and time perspective. 
But of course, you know, if you can find a 10x idea one time, that's what you can try and go for, right? The fourth shortcut is they don't want to give innovation any power. It's too much work. Like you got to start redesigning your org structure and putting a chief innovation officer at the C-level and giving them power and resources. It's just too much work. So what you do is you think, I wonder which pre-existing department innovation can already just like sit. Let's put it in product. Let's put it in technology. Let's put it in marketing. And then you find a person called the head of innovation who reports to the senior vice president of marketing, who reports to the CMO, who then reports to the CEO. So innovation is no power. You know, it's one of those person next to the person next to the person with power. And so if you have no power at all, it's very difficult to get things done. But that's a shortcut you can try and take to see if you can actually if you can actually get things done at all. Now, the fifth shortcut is a shortcut that innovators themselves take. The, the fifth shortcut, innovators take this shortcut. They don't want to talk to the core business. They're so happy they have a lab as far away from the core business as possible. They're free. They're unencumbered. But that's actually a really, really bad shortcut to take. Because sure, in the early stages of innovation, it's easy to work on whatever you like. But in the later stages of innovation, when things become more expensive, you need as much support as possible from the core business. So I always encourage innovators to spend the time. Don't take the shortcut. Spend the time building a bridge to the core business. You know, don't try and take and take that and take that 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 shortcut. The sixth shortcut that people take, or you know, you know, businesses take, is they don't create a different incentive system for innovation. They still incentivize innovation the same way they incentivize their core business. So they just like hit your targets. We only reward people for hitting their revenue targets. And if you reward people for hitting their revenue targets, then what's going to happen is they'll work on innovations that are as close to the core business as possible because they want to get those early wins so they can get their bonuses. And so you find yourself like you're doing innovation, but you're it's more incremental you know, efficiency innovations and because people know that that's what you reward. You reward instant success. So that's another thing that's, that's, also, that's, that's also really important. The seventh shortcut is connected to the singular Twitter beef that I have in my life. I don't usually get involved in, in, in arguments on Twitter, but I'm a strong believer that innovation should have dedicated resources. There should be people that are dedicated to working on innovation. But in most companies, they take the shortcut of having innovators work part-time. So they've got a full-time job doing something in the core business, and then they do innovation part-time. Well, if you don't really have an innovation function of some kind, or people whose full-time job description is around innovation, it's really hard to get particularly transformative results. Because with transformative innovation, you want people to be focused on finding the right value proposition, finding the next business model. So you want them dedicated. And so innovators working part-time is not really a good look. I'm going to jump in here, man. I have to jump in because I hate that one as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm then... not, we don't have much time, but that one, I just, one of the things that I, I love your opinion on is, is it because leaders want an innovative mindset in the organization? And they think, well, innovation belongs to everybody. And you're kind right. of like, yeah, but you need people focused 100% on it. Yes. And so... That's what I get on Twitter. That's why I end up in beats because people are tweeting me back going, well, if companies have an innovation function, then they're not really good at innovation because everybody should be innovating. And I'm like, why do we say that about innovation only? But we never say that about marketing. 
We never say that about finance or HR. Like if a company has a marketing function, then they're not really great at marketing because everybody should be marketing. Like we never say stuff like that. And what that really means is when we say innovation function, we don't mean only a certain select group of people that are allowed to work on innovation projects. What we mean is a select group of people that are really focused on building the innovation skill, capability, the roads that innovators travel on, the tools that they use, making sure innovators get investment and support and leadership support and strategic alignment. That has to be someone's job. If it's everyone's job, then, then, then it's no one's job. And so innovation teams that are working part-time, you know, you're not going to get much, much out of that. And then the eighth shortcut that businesses are taking is they don't want to change the process for managing innovation. They want to use the same business plans that they used before. So they're just like, oh, you want to work on innovation? Why don't you just use this form? They don't, they don't want to create a new, a new you know, tool or a new evaluation tool for innovation. So, you know, you put in the detailed business plan and then you end up with problems because people are promising you five-year revenue that, that they actually never, ever, ever hit. And then connected to that Twitter beef we just spoke about is the ninth shortcut. Because again, there are some organizations that don't actually believe that innovation can be a profession, like it's a skill, like it's something you get better at over time. So there's no innovation skills building, there's no training. It's just like, yeah, they'll just like, if they want to work on some innovation project, they just say, yeah, get Tendai, you know. I saw him once at a hackathon, bring him in. <laughs> and, and then it's like people who are not really great at the work that end up doing the work, but they don't get a chance to get better because then they move on to something else. And so, again, this is a, a, a shortcut that, you know, companies should avoid. They need to build innovation skills within their organization. Finally, number 10, another one of my pet peeves is this ideas thing. Like, everybody wants to have the idea competition, the, the hackathon. Like, there's so much focus on ideas. You know why? Because that's easy. You can get in a room. You can do fun things with sticky notes. You can do fun events, you could have pizza and beers or whatever it is that people do. But actually the value of innovation is what happens after the idea. And that's the hard work. So if we have excessive focus on ideation and that's our shortcut, and that's where we stop, and then we celebrate that we're an innovative culture, then we're really going to not be able to show the results that that innovation can actually produce. So the reason why you know I'm highlighting all these all these shortcuts is just to emphasize the message that you said at the beginning, which is you have to put in the work. If we're saying that innovation is our number one driver of growth in our company, we have to put in the work that it takes to give it that value, right? And so try and avoid these shortcuts if possible. Mic drop, man. Mic drop. You did it. You kept it under 10 minutes. It's so difficult. <laughs> oh, it's it's so difficult for me to to keep it under ten. One I can, thing, and you interrupted me, and I still kept it under ten. I know, minutes. I know, I know. That was a test, but uh, you know, I I see it, man, as uh, rewiring a house. You know, you have to rewire. You've got an old house. You have to rewire mm. all the electricity. Mm. It's a pain, and you have to maybe go under the floors, pull them up. There's gonna be some pain there. You have to do it. But I really felt the one there you identified, the one, the beef on Twitter, is well. There's also corporate jealousy. I mean, sometimes the person that hires these innovators doesn't want them getting all the name of being innovative. Mm -hmm. And then they're kind of looking at kind of going, oh, why do you get to all have the fun? Because I've seen that yes. as well in corporations. Yeah. And that corporate jealousy can sometimes happen, especially in corporations where they reward innovators with a, with a stake in the project. Then you see these innovators become successful and pretty wealthy. 
while the rest of the t- organization. So that was the problem. Actually, I think there was an article about that in the Financial Times on Cisco and oh, how that wow. created, yeah, and how that created a little bit of a cultural challenge for Cisco when they were rewarding their innovators with a stake in the startups they were working on. I told you literally you meant a stake that they were going to give them. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a stake. Over <laughs> to you. Here's a T-bone stake. No, I mean like a percentage share in the success yeah. of that. Beautiful, man. Well, listen, I know you've got a, a meeting to go to as well. And I highly recommend check out that article and lots more on tendaeviki.com. I'll link to that as well. Tandai, it's always a massive pleasure. Author of Pirates in the Navy. And behind me there, you'll see on the shelf the corporate startup, Tendai Viki. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Aiden. Much appreciated.